let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. All the tropical flavours. Yeah. It's in there. Bags of tropical in a, in a In a session IPA at 3.5%. I was going to say 3.8. No. No, so it's 3.5. 3.5. That's brilliant. So this is Throwback IPA from, from Pirate Life Brewing, um, who, who you could probably say are actually more or less sponsoring this week's show. They are fairly uh, much sponsoring. <laughs> we might as well just say they are. But they are, yeah. We've got um, a number of Pirate Life beers to get through this week. Yep. Uh, so we're starting off with... Uh, unsurprisingly, we're doing all the IPAs. So we're starting off with Throwback IPA, uh, 3.5% Session IPA. Um, we are uh, going to say up front, most grateful to, to Sean from Pirate Life for, for giving us these beers to try. Um, make sure you hang around until the end of this week's show because uh, there's an interview with Sean as well where he talks about um, bringing the beers over to the UK and uh, being a new Australian brewery and, and just trying to put Australia on the map. Yeah, in well, terms of craft beer. Yeah, we, we were lucky enough that he came along to the Essex Bottle Show last week as well. Yeah. And um, shared his thoughts and some of the beers with the wider group. And um, I really enjoyed his company, I have to admit. He definitely knows the, the, the drinks industry. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, this is um, this is really tasty stuff. This is, a, this is a great opener. A great opener and something you could definitely neck. Easily. Without yeah. falling over. Yeah, 3.5%. Yeah, all afternoon. That's really good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, mate, it's first studio show for a while. It is, isn't it? This one. So For quite some time. Yeah, because we've been on the road. Been on the road. We've been uh, across the water. We, we have. Um, let's let's talk about that. Let's, well, let's start oh, there. Because yeah. uh, we've, we've threatened to, 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 to talk do, about it. To, to do about it. Probably about so, three weeks ago now. Uh, it was a good few weeks ago, yes. We went to the All Tech Festival. Yeah. Uh, the Dublin Convention Centre. Uh, where we were, it's probably fair to say, properly looked after. We were properly looked after and can only say thanks to the organisers and especially to to the girls there who looked after us yeah. so well. And they, they sorted out the room for the podcasting for us, which we did the Irish Beer Snobs, a couple of interviews. Yeah, nothing was too much trouble. It was really, it was so nice. Yeah, uh, and that, I mean, that makes some of that festival for me is that you've got somewhere to just go and chill and relax yeah. and, but it was like I say it was also great that they were able to sort us out with a room to, to do the recordings that, that, that people have, have heard by now yeah and I saw Miles Sofa from last year Miles famous sofa I think it's got his name on it yeah um, so what did you because it was your first time yeah um, obviously I've been before uh, what did you think of the, the, the festival as a whole well I think uh, my first obviously I listened to your Review what you spoke about last year, and when you and Miles were talking about it on the Beer Snobs podcast last year, and um, I wasn't too sure what to expect. I knew I wasn't going to get a normal kind of festival, either a craft beer or a cask beer festival I'm used to, and I didn't get that massive space that they've got there at the Dublin Convention Centre. Um, you know, this is a purpose-built place to hold trade fairs, presentations, big meetings, all that kind of stuff, and the setup was actually really, made it feel really comfortable. It did make it feel the first day or so a bit trade fairish, for want of a better phrase. Um, but I wouldn't say it actually suffered because of that. But the um, the space was excellent, big screens on the wall, uh, proper stage for the for the bands, uh, 
Plenty of water stations, places to rinse your glasses. <laughs> love that bit. That's a particular bugbear of yeah, yours. Yeah, love that bit. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the food food bits were excellent. Sausages in a cup. Yes, love the sausages, the sausages in a cup. In a cup <laughs> were were amazing. Yeah, um, so that was that was really good. And um, the selection of beers from the breweries, I thought, was really good. It really opened my eyes to some of the quality beers that you know coming out of Ireland. Okay, so so before we get on to the beers, let, let, let's just cover off a few of the things uh, about the festival itself. So, so, so first of all, uh, again, when, when we talk about bugbears, a, a particular one that both you and I have is, is music uh, at yep. festivals, and music that can be too loud and overpowering. Now, there were there were live bands scheduled through every session. Yeah, um, the only the time we didn't have a live band is when the rugby was on. Yeah. Um, and on the Thursday night, I think both you and I felt as though the, the, the band was maybe a little too loud. I thought the, the, the one which was on as soon as you got there at five probably should have been a bit quieter because there wasn't that much, that many people in there to yeah. take the noise away from them. So it was right in, in you the whole time rather than being background. Um, the band which came on after them, who I will say were... Were they called Smash Hits? Smash Hits. The were fantastic. It was 80s all 80s, and 90s, 90s music. It was just they, classic, they were yeah. brilliant. Again, maybe a notch or two, a little bit down a little bit would have been good, but they I couldn't deny the quality of the band and what they were performing. They were brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I, I were, and I think on the Friday night was probably when it was at its loudest. And if I remember correctly, I think all tech organisers spotted that, did try to do something but it was a bit too far beyond the point where the band had made their setup. The stage yeah. manager was happy with it all. And that I understand as well. A band has a certain way they want to have their output. Get all of that. I think that Alltech will probably turn it into, you know, into, into their minds next year when they're organising anyway. I think they will. And from the discussion that I was having um, with, with the girls upstairs was that apparently there had been a few complaints that it was too loud on, on, on the Thursday night. And so. it wasn't, wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. Um, and they they did try to go down and, and ask for the music to be turned down, but the stage manager said no because the bands have already sound checked, and and this is the level that they play at, and and there was a discussion in, ensued where apparently the phrase this is a craft beer festival, not a music festival, was used, um, and that's all now going to be taken into account for next year, and it's it's great to to see a festival listening to the feedback from their punters to say actually we really enjoy the music and it's spot on in terms of the bands that you've chosen could you just turn it down yeah. a bit though I think part of the problem is the obviously the bands had their all their equipment and the speakers at the front were when you're right when you're near the stage were basically at the level of your head oh yeah so you was full face yeah. yeah yeah so it wasn't like they were on the wall or on the ceiling it was right into you yeah whereas the rugby on the Saturday didn't involve any of those speakers it was the speakers that were part of the convention yeah. centre. And the volume for the rugby was perfect. So, so what, what about the Saturday? Because you and I had, had decided that we, we... We'd originally decided we weren't going to stay for the rugby. Yeah, we were just going to do a few hours. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a bit much. And, and then it came on and actually, like you say, the volume was perfect. And there was this atmosphere in the place that was just absolutely electric. Yeah, it was brilliant because it warmed up with the uh, Scotland game to start off with. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought, okay, the volume wasn't too bad. Still thinking they'd probably turn it up a bit more for the Ireland game. They set up the benches in front of the main, the, the screen above the stage. But it never got, and this again, I'm going to have to congratulate the organisers. It was a sold out festival, but it was never packed. 
No, and, and Saturday was perfect, wasn't it? It was it was buzzing, there was a cracking atmosphere, obviously helped by the rugby being on and Ireland winning as well, you know, and who doesn't mind beating the French? I, I don't mind who beats the French. So it felt really good. So we stayed we stayed the whole day and in fact I think we didn't leave till about ten o'clock when we went off for a drink with the beer snobs. Yeah. To somewhere to just have a bit of catch up with them. Yeah. Um but I thought the Saturday afternoon was nailed on completely. The volume for the rugby, the setup, the big screens on the wall, and the numbers. The yeah. numbers had obviously been quite carefully controlled. It was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had at a beer festival yeah. was that Saturday afternoon. And Wild Bank let us have a lot of their pale ale that we really enjoyed during the rugby. Garage days. That's, <laughs> that's what it was called. So and, and it was absolutely stunning. I have to say thanks yeah. to those guys because they did really look after us on that yeah. Saturday afternoon. And the really nice bunch of guys, those. And we could name check lots of people. We could. Uh, we could spend all day going through yeah, the, the breweries um, because, that we chatted to. You know, some of them are just so generous, not and not just with the beer, but with their time as well. Yeah. They're busy places. Um, so yeah, I can only say thanks again to everyone who made it such a good experience. So standouts for you beer wise then? Obviously, let's let's start with McGargles because we spent a lot of time at their bar. Yeah, we visited them every day more than once, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, there were days where we were hanging off the end of their bar. Well, for anyone who didn't didn't listen to the podcast with the beer snobs, I'm still in awe of the fact but their taproom bar was the bar that they served us at. Yeah, brilliant. They, they actually dismantled <laughs> half of their taproom bar and, and, and bought it to the, yeah. to the convention. Because so, I said to them in the picture, that looks a lot like the, your taproom bar. It is the taproom bar. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're IPA range. They're, you know, the big banging, the banging, the little banging. The little banging as a session IPA was fantastic. Oh, God, And yeah. we drank it after the double. We, we did, cause we, and we, we didn't think we'd be able to go back down. No. But it worked, didn't it? I mean, I, the, the, the guy was telling us that... Um, I can't remember his name. I'm terrible no. with names. It was Andrew, can't remember. possibly. I can't say it was Andrew. Um, was, was suggesting that it's actually the most expensive beer he's ever made because of the amount of hops that yeah. he threw at it to, to get the feel of a bigger IPA. And it did have that thing. In a 3.8% beer. Not just in flavour and aroma, but it had one of those... It had a thicker mouthfeel. It didn't have that really thin mouth yeah. that you get with some session IPAs. And we'd had that after their 8% plus double banging IPA, yeah. which was an amazing beer as well. Um, and and the, bang, the, the banging IPA, which I think is the one which has won most of their awards, was, was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, McGargles, again, very generous with their time, loved their beers, their IPAs especially with the standouts. Oh, absolutely. Um, the best beer at the festival is the White Hag, Kinnegar, not, nitro not argue nitro coffee stout and best branding as well yeah uh, fantastic beer like Irish coffee stout nitro I, Irish yeah. coffee stout so in terms of doing everything that's said on the tin it was an Irish coffee in a stout yeah absolutely nailed it yeah uh, absolutely nailed we, it we drank a we drank a bit fair of amount of that yeah. did, didn't we um, so yeah that, that was that was that was a fantastic beer um, there was an imperial stout from Boynes um, which was done in the sherry cask. Oh yeah, yeah. You spent quite a bit of time. I chat, spent quite a bit of time to Boynes. Again, they were so friendly, and it, again, I, I was able to play. You know, I did. I did speak to them a few times because I'm not entirely ignorant of some of Ireland's geography anyway. With with my mum and dad, so there was a few places names which I did recognise, which was quite nice. In fact, there was one brewery uh, which is actually brewing from Roscommon, where my dad's born. Okay, brilliant. so I've taken a picture of their 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 little. Uh, 
Mo, Mo from the uh, from the beer festival to show my dad when I see him. Um, but yeah, they, again, they were really nice. And another one, uh, Trouble Brewing, who we spent a bit of time with on the Saturday. Stephen. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time with him on the Thursday night. Yeah, he, he <laughs> and ended up in a random bar somewhere in yeah, Dublin. Yeah, but he said if he'd known I was a Liverpool fan, he might not have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, really friendly. But the, the beers, I thought there were some really fantastic beers. You tried that um, strawberry milkshake. Strawberry vanilla milkshake IPA. Yeah, yeah. Um, ticked all the all, all the boxes in in terms of of, of what the, the flavour wise. It was from Rascals, um, who were featured on the Irish Beer Report in in, in the past, and uh, we were chatting to them, and they were saying obviously the inspiration for it was very much the the, the Omnipolo sort of Buxton beers that that, that we've seen recently. Um, yeah, absolutely ticked all the boxes. Uh, although I could only manage literally a taste of yeah. it I mean um, it smelled like a strawberry milkshake yeah. it looked like a strawberry I, I milkshake think, I think if you had more than if you probably had more than a third of it it would become very cloying very quickly yeah. but in terms of hitting hitting the nail on the head flavour wise it was spot on Yeah, it was absolutely spot on um, one of the revelations for me uh, surprisingly at an Irish beer festival was uh, the appearance of St Austell Brewery who, <laughs> that was who, brilliant who though, were it? tucked away over the back thanks for the hats uh, yeah, thanks for the hats and the miniature rugby balls and the pens. And, <laughs> and, and clearly, they didn't want to bring anything. No, back. they said oh, take uh, it all. Yeah, um, and uh, try and keg proper job, which was brilliant. Just almost a different beer. Yeah. Or, well, you could taste proper job, but it was just lifted by yeah. the fact that it was available in keg. Yeah, and it was a, it was a nice temperature as well. It wasn't freezing cold. Yeah. And they've got some other interesting keg, keg beers as well. But the uh, proper job was definitely the highlight on the keg that, that day. Uh, absolutely. I think, yeah, that was our yeah. bit, I think that was our first bar we visited, actually, wasn't that, it? We, eased that, we were easing ourselves in on yeah. the Saturday, yeah. So We, we said, um, let's, go, let's go English. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the Saturday was where uh, Wayne was still very much recovering from... Hanging the, big the, time. The Friday night, yes. Hanging big time. <laughs> yes, that, that poor man. And yeah, uh, another shout out to the beer snobs for uh, a, doing the... Uh, the collaboration with us but also because they knew so many more people than us obviously um just guiding us around the festival on the friday evening and the saturday yeah just got to meet so many people because of them yeah yeah thanks thanks wayne and janice really appreciate that um so that's that's all tech then that's all tech Um, uh, would you go again would you go back again i'd go again yeah definitely definitely i was unsure after the first day um but the more i got into it and accepted it was just a little bit different to what i'm used to I thought it was excellent. Like I said, I loved the space. Yeah. Loved the feeling of space, even when it was busy. It's a strange feeling, first of all, when yeah. you first go in. But once you get used to it, actually, it's quite nice to have that quite big room Yeah. where you can walk around and you're not, you're not too proud. Yeah, easy access to toilets, easy access to water, rent stations and bars. There was very rarely a queue. That's what I liked the most about it, was that you, you didn't necessarily have to queue at a bar. Uh, you didn't have to queue for the toilets didn't have to queue for water no the only place there was a queue was at the uh, the, the raclette place what, the, the cheese the, place the melted cheese oh, place oh. where apparently at one point there was a queue of about 50 people which was about an hour away yeah I'm not surprised so, that that cheese get. just wafted through I, the whole I, I had melted cheese on nachos and it was the best thing uh, that I had a weekend. Yeah, picture one, picture one of those cartoons where you get that little streak of smoke in the air when they're trying to get oh, somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like that. Float along towards it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, a great weekend. All, yeah. all in all, 
uh, we really enjoyed ourselves, and we've got some we've got some news from the festival as well uh, that we'll, that we we'll just share as well. Um, as part of the festival, they do the uh, the Dublin Craft Beer Cup, um, which is uh, awards the best beer. Um, and you would have heard us speaking to Groyd on um, the snobs. Yeah, the, 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 the head judge. The head judge. Um, so there were three hundred and seventy craft beers that were entered in the competition. Um, and uh, winning the beer entry was a Saison Wit beer from Horizon of Hungary, um, which was a little bit. There, there was some controversy. I going think there was some controversy. There was a few quizzical looks. There, there was, but I think when 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 Gride explained how it it works, that it's essentially blind tasting, and yeah. any, anybody can submit their beer. You can understand how a beer would not from Ireland would win it. Yeah. Um, so not controversial at all um, and then there's a cider cup as well that, that they do and again that was won by uh, a brewery not of Ireland uh, so that was run that was a McCashin's Brewery of New Zealand um, for their classic pear cider it's a real shame we couldn't try those Steve don't you massive shame you were gutted weren't you I was gutted we were uh, lining up a tasting of them which unfortunately fell through um much to my disappointment. Um, so while, while we're on the news uh, and staying in Ireland, um, uh, another Irish craft brewery, Brew, brew, brew Brewery. Um, brew Brewery, that's brew, easy to say brew, sometimes. Brew Brewery. Um, they're, um, they're looking at uh, UK pub estates. They're looking at opening bars in the UK. Um, they've already got three pubs in Ireland uh, and they're currently looking at opening up uh, one in Chelsea in West London and then probably one in Bristol and probably one in Manchester. Um, they are speaking to some pub companies, uh, including Punch and Enterprise, about the possibility of a joint venture. Um, now, I know there's a brew pub in Navan, which is where the snobs live, yeah. and, and they speak very highly of brew beers uh, as well. And I've had brew beers before, and they are very, very good beers. Uh, that would be quite exciting to see, wouldn't this it? It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crowded marketplace they're trying to break into. It is. Could, could it be the O'Neills of the, 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 the new generation? <laughs> is, is, that, is, that, is that what we're looking at? Well, don't know. I mean, O'Neills, O'Neills hit the ground running when they first opened, didn't they? Yeah. Lots of pubs suddenly turned, turned into O'Neills. Yeah. Over, so. Almost overnight, seemingly. So be be interesting to see if it works. I mean, good luck to them, because they do make some good beers. It's just a very crowded marketplace. It is, and, and they've got to do something really special to stand out yeah. as, as, as well. Yeah. Because I, and what, what surprises me most about that is I, I would have thought that if if any Irish brewery was going to do that, I would have thought it would be Galway Bay. Ha- already having... Like twelve or so bars. Yeah, in, in, in they're Dublin, so well versed at that doing they bar know openings. how to, to do it. And to me, it would have been surely they would be the favourites to have, have have gone for a bar in the UK. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point actually. I hadn't thought about it, but like, but yeah, I mean, Galway Bay have got the dozen or so, and they've really really nailed it for the ones I've been into. Yeah, certainly. But yeah, no, good luck to them. I, I hope it works. So do I. I'd, I'd love to see more Irish beer yeah. in, in in the UK. Um, and as, as folks would have heard from this week's Irish Beer Report as well, uh, there have there have been tap takeovers all over the country uh, yeah. over St Patrick's weekend. So um, I said so, I said I said St Patrick's Day weekend to Michelle, and she said that's not a thing. Of course, it's a thing if it's on a Friday. Uh, 
surely it doesn't matter surely it always it's a weekend it's definitely a thing yeah. well a, a that woman who we got the keys off for the apartment says well they start on Wednesday and finish on Sunday like, yeah the Irish start <laughs> drinking on Wednesday yeah and England yeah. play Ireland yeah, yeah. This Saturday, it's, it's, it's going to be. It just will carry on. It's going to be a massive weekend. No, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm taking that one. I'm saying it's a weekend. It is definitely, definitely a weekend. Um, so let's. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've done a studio show, so there's quite a lot of there's news. There's quite a lot of news. So, there. so off you go. Steve. We'll, we'll try and rattle through some of this, and I'm sure you'll stop me when you want to have a say on something. Um, so folks would have this is and this is some, we're starting off with an exclusive uh, piece of news. We have an exclusive. We do have an exclusive, and the exclusive is from Beerbods and. And it's uh, it's about the three nine project, which I didn't realise until recently that that last year's two six project was a beer bods thing. Oh, um, I didn't. didn't you? No, I not okay. not being a not being not a being a beer bod. Not being a beer bod. I didn't realise. I just thought it was another little thing that was happening in craft beer. Um, but so, so this year is uh, that that was two beers, six breweries. Yes. Split into two teams of three, each produced a beer. Yes. So, so this year it's three nine project and it's uh, three beers, nine breweries. Um, and there are some interesting breweries in, in, involved in this. So, who have we got in there then? So from the UK, you've got Adnams. Cool. Um, neither of us are going to be disappointed that about that, are we? Six Degrees North. Again. Yeah. And Breakwater Brewery, who I've got to admit, it's the first time I've heard of Breakwater. No idea who they are. Yeah. Uh, from the USA, we've got 21st Amendment, Deschutes, and Three Weavers. What is the 21st Amendment? I, I've no idea what the 21st is. Is it something to do with the Constitution? I'm going to have a little look while you're reading okay. the news. Um, and then we've got uh, Bibliotech from Sweden, Bevog from Austria, and then Whiplash from Ireland. Now... Um, going back to our previous discussion, Whiplash are a spin-off of McGargles. That's, ah. that's their super craft. Super craft. Super craft. Well, McGargles. Oh. Some of the McGargles are quite crafty anyway. Yeah. So this is their. Is this the one they? Oh, this is the ones they were talking about. This, the one this they, is the one that they just like really doing on, on the side, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, those uh, nine breweries will be split into three teams, and they'll each produce three competing beers. Um, there will be an event to launch beers and the beers will be available at the beginning of June to, to, to buy. Um, so uh, for more information on that, uh, you want to hit up the39project.co.uk um, for all of the information uh, about the 39 project, but obviously you can't have the hyphen in the website address because that wouldn't work. So it's okay, just in case people don't know how to do the website addresses, Steve. It's the 39 project. You could just link it in the show notes. I, I, I probably will just link it in the show notes, to, to be fair. Um, have you found out what the 21st Amendment is yet? I'm still working on it. Remember, it's my shit phone. Oh, yeah, of course. I've, uh, how could I forget? So while you're working on that... You um, carry on with the news. Okay, so um, congratulations next to uh, Beer Central Limited in, 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 Chen, in, in Sheffield who uh, a place where I get a, a regular monthly box from, um, for winning the Best Independent Business uh, at Recent Exposed Magazine Awards. So Sean and the team up there work incredibly hard um, doing online sales that essentially aren't online sales and just serving people that are coming into the shop as, as well. So congratulations, Sean. And if you are in the area, uh, make sure you pop in to, to, to buy a few beers. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, you've always raved about their service, so well done. I, I think I think the service that they offer is, is, is fantastic. Um, you know, they post pictures on Twitter and Facebook. You can ask them to be put in your box. 
and then at the end of the month you say how much do I owe you they tell you occasionally there's a bit of bartering I might leave a few of those until next month um, and then you, you know they send you your beers so you, you know um, great service uh, yeah I was going to say it's coin a, to coin a bit of an industry phase phrase in my uh, chosen industry it's a bit of a customer centric approach then. it is very much so and and like I say and, and especially you know there, there are times where I've gone back and said oh that beer that I saved I don't really want it now or, or I've already had it now do you mind if I give it back and, and Sean's always more than happy to put it back on the shelf and, no, and sell good. it so um, next up uh, so five points uh, brewery in, in London are four years old uh, just recently turned four um, which is interesting because I don't know about you but a five points maybe one of the most unshouted about breweries in in the UK. In some ways, probably because um, although they organise a lot, because obviously they're the they're the brains behind the London Brewers Market at Spitfields, aren't they? They are, yes. Um, so I'd say that there's a lot they do, but they're not really shouty. No, they're not, and th- th- their beers are, for all intents and purposes purely their core range of beers yeah because they took a, I think they spent over half of that time just developing their core range didn't they yeah so I remember reading one of uh, Pete McCary's blogs about Five Points I think he's a big fan of them and they they wanted to nail the core range before they started doing anything else get the core range and to be fair their core range is really good I mean I'm a big fan of their Railway Porter oh their Railway Porter I, think that's, I yeah. think that's an incredible beer really nice great example under 5% as well, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think so, yeah. I'm sure Pete will correct me. So, uh, in the background, this is just us uh, pouring water, which it may is. maybe surprising, because yeah. we have finished the uh, the Pirate Live Session IPA, the throwback, and, um, well, it's just so drinkable. It's gone. We, we have nailed that um, during the first <laughs> half an hour or so of the show, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, 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 so five points, um, just nailing the core range yeah. and, and just kind of getting on with things yeah and doing it really well yeah I mean because um, they have their um, brew, the, is it brew yard party do they do that or is it someone else that they are yeah like, like you say they're very good at doing events yeah and, and, and things and you know they've they've nailed that core range over the time and like I say they don't, they don't really shout about no. what they do but I think I reckon they've got a really good core base of uh, people who really appreciate and who, get who their beer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, happy birthday. Yeah, to, to, happy to, birthday to, to five points. Um, moving up north, uh, Manchester Brewery Runaway uh, are set to open a permanent on-site tap room. I mean, that can only be a good thing, surely. Um, this will add to uh, a growing drinks offering in the Green Quarter in Manchester, based in a railway arch. No, really? <laughs> of course. So not so. Presumably, it's not at their brewery. Um, no, it is at the brewery. Okay, so the brewery, the brewery, and the tap room all in one place. Still, uh, both, both in a in, in a railway arch, um, and uh, we'll be open on weekends with a capacity of between sixty to one hundred people. So that's uh, great news for Runaway that, that, that they're expanding. Definitely producing a destination place, aren't they? Yeah. Manchester. Yeah, uh, there are lots of lots of tap rooms that are now opening up in Manchester. That it's, would be a very good crawl. It's it's becoming a very good crawl. Crawl by the operative word by the end of the yes, day. Yes, absolutely. Um, so staying up north, um, Hawkshead have uh, their Northern Craft Beer Festival running from the 24th to the 26th of March. 
lots of breweries involve 60 plus beers from northern British breweries, cask and keg bars. Um, some of the breweries that stand out on the list are Marble, Thornbridge, Finals, Torside, Cloudwater, Wylam, Track, Annandale, Runaway, and Magic Rock. Um, that's not a bad lineup at all, that's, is it? That's only half of them. That's, that, a, great, believe that's me. a really good lineup. Uh, more details about that hawksheadbrewery.co.uk. Uh, while we're carrying on with beer festivals, uh, Craft Theory, which is a craft beer and music festival. Uh, it's taking place on the 8th of April in Reading, in, in England. Uh, there are two, obviously in England, um, there are two sessions available uh, between 12 and 5 and 6 and 12. Um, and it's uh, pairing music with, with, with beers. Um, that's the sort of thing you're into. Uh, crafttheoryfestival.co.uk Oh, well, if anyone goes, let us know what they think. Yep, and staying on the theme of music at beer festivals, because I know you love it so much, mate. Um, London Craft Beer Festival have made a big announcement about their music lineup for, for this year. So uh, they've got headline DJ acts um, at the London Craft Beer Festival. Have they really? Yes. Excellent. Moving on. So, okay. Uh, again, if that's your thing. Uh, they've got some great breweries coming from around the world, let's just say. Other Half from the US, uh, Dugas from, they're bringing Barrel Aged Anagram, which is their collaboration with Omnipolo. McKellar are turning up, plus you've got The Colonel, Stillwater Artisanal, Modern Times, Beavertown, Buxton, Wild Beer Co, Magic Rock, Cloudwater. Yeah, so if you want to have small pools and listen to loud music, London Craft Beer Festival, off you go. Okay, uh, I'm sure you can find that on the interwebs somewhere. And then just one final uh, piece of news this week and a final beer festival, uh, Craft Beer Calling, which is... Um, That's the up north one, isn't it? It's very up north. Very yeah, up Newcastle. north. This is at uh, Wylam brewery um will take place on the 26th 27th 28th of october um tickets are now available traditionally half half back end of half term week isn't it it is the back end of half term week yep uh tickets available at craftbeardcalling.com and i found out the 21st amendment which some people probably would have worked out by the time i said it and probably pretty obvious the 21st amendment to the united states constitution constitution repealed the 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which had n- mandated nationwide prohibition on alcohol, which makes sense, I guess. It, it does make sense, indeed. And it's also the only amendment which actually repeals a previous amendment. Okay, so who says we only ever talk about beer? Exactly. There's a, a, a historical fact for you right there. And that's not often that will happen. About the American Constitution. Um, so why we revel... In, in that fact, I have, as you probably just heard, opened up the next Pirate Life IPA that we're drinking. So this, this is the uh, the IPA. This is the standard IPA uh, coming in at 6.8%. Oh, again, smells lovely. Massive it? tropical nose on that. A little bit of a little bit of dank in there as well. Yeah. A little bit of pine. Looking forward to this one. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. You get that straight away. This, to me, just initial, this is like the the big IPAs I, I fell in love with three or four years ago. Yeah. So although the session IPA is called Throwback, 
the title applies better to this one. This feels like an IPA from a few, a few brew, almost, almost a few generations in brewing cycles. It's 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 like the I it's, it's like the IPAs that we fell in love with. We fell in love with that started us on our beer journey. That that made you realise how good beer could taste. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, six point eight percent as well. Very drinkable. Very. This beautiful. one, unlike the other one, a few of these you might fall over. I, I think these would creep up on you with, without knowing. Yeah. You, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, just just before uh, as we're drinking this, there is one more piece of news that that, that I forgot to mention. Steve and <laughs> professionals. I know, uh, but I'm I'm a fully fledged card carrying camera member oh, now. Oh yeah, you got your card through. Got my membership through, so I'm now uh, can't wait to get to spoons to start <laughs> spending my vouchers. Um, have the vouchers come through yet? I've got my vouchers. I've got my card and everything. I've, I've actually got my physical card. So have you got the vouchers which run out at the end of March? The no, start my April? vouchers start April right. and and go for a and year. Go from there. So essentially, I've got. It seems like I've got a month for free. Oh, there you go. So I need, what are you going to do with that free month? I'm going to find pubs that give me a camera discount. <laughs> or go to a beer festival where you get discounted entry. Yeah, free. I'm going to get just to use your card free month. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, Back to the beer. We were saying that this is uh, this, this takes us back to to when we first started started drinking beer and, and first started in, in enjoying beer. Yeah, this is it's lovely dry bitterness at the end as well. Yeah, it's um it's all tropical and juicy up front, mm-hmm. but not overly juicy. Not like the the, the modern. No, trend it's, it's, of, it's a beer. Of, a juice. It's a beer. Yeah, but then that gives way, and you get this. Bitterness just wash through it. Yeah. Which and, and and what that does is it it drags you back in and, and says drink me, drink more, drink more of me, drink more quicker. Y- yeah. <laughs> drink all of me as as quick as, as, as you can. Um, and that that ties in quite nicely to to this week's opinions. Opinions, 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 opinions. Which is um. When was the last time you had a beer that blew you away, and what was it? So, um, we had 269 people vote this week, so a little bit lower than, than, than previous weeks, but obviously not as juicy. For it was, it was quite specific. It was, it was very specific. We, we gave people the options of last week, last month, last year, or it's not windy out. Um, and actually there was a fair, I'd say there was a fair spread across last week, last month, and last year. Yeah. With uh, last month coming out at thirty eight percent of the vote, so a lot of people haven't had a beer in the last month that really blew them away. Um, before I get into the comments, I'll start off with you this week, mate. Okay. What, be, because you mentioned before we, we started recording that you might have taken a slightly different view on this. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I did, I did what we did when we were told to do at school. I read the question. When was the last time you had a beer that blew you away and what was it? That, to me, didn't say what was the best beer you had recently. Okay. Okay. So, for me, there are times, very recently, when I've sat down in a pub and had a pint of sessionable cask and thought, oh, this is bloody amazing. Why have I not had this more recently? Why don't I have more of it? Or when I was in the craft beer company in January and I was having a pint of Colonel, thinking... I need to have more kernel in my life. So for me, I did not read the question as, what was that beer that made me go, stop, sit down, and go aghast, 
and a gag and awe inspiring about all of it. So for me, I would say that I get blown away by beer on a fairly regular basis, if I'm being absolutely honest. Okay. So I've got some real standouts, which yeah. I can think of. And yes, Steve, I am going to mention the brewery one that was at the Essex oh, Bottle yeah. Share. That <laughs> Justin brought to us because I wrote down at the time his girl bottle share. But for me, that's not what it's all about because I had 50 milliliters probably or something like that. But for me, it's about where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm with. And sometimes a beer, which I've had lots of times, suddenly just comes up and goes, Remember me? I'm still here. I'm still just as good as I ever was. Why have you not drunk more of me? And every so often I think that happens. And I think reading through a lot of the comments and a lot of the feedback, it was about it was about what was that last beer which made you go, Wow, I'm gonna that's a four and a half or a five on untapped. Yeah. Or whatever your preferred measurement is. For me it's it's a combination of things that blow me away when I have a beer. Definitely, it's not one thing. So, like I said, the brewery beer that Justin bought, fantastic. Made me stop and go, oh, wow. Um, and a beer that, I was kind, that my friend Carl was kind enough to share with me, which was the Advancement Through Collaboration 1.3, which was the Adams and Six Degrees North, Impy Stout. Bloody fantastic. So, I mean, that, that was the only beer we had before we went out for our, our regular Christmas meal that, last year. But again... I was in my local pub last week and I had a pint of ghost ship and a pint of landlord and I'm just sat there thinking, these are both wonderful. If I didn't have a few chores to do at home, I could have stayed there and had a few more yeah. and just gone, these are bloody brilliant. So I, for me, I just, I took it as a, not a, when was the last beer that made you think, fuck me, there's, there, that's it, there's no other beers I can ever have. It was a, a combination of things that blow me away. Take, when we were in Newcastle at the free trade in, looking out across the tide, you could have given me almost anything and I would have thought it was yeah, bloody yeah. brilliant because of where I was at the time. I was with a good crowd of people. It was a lovely winter's day and I had the most amazing view from a pub that I think I've probably experienced. And I probably would have thought that, that and I would have said that blew me away. So, so some of it then is is about getting wrapped up in the moment with a, with, with a beer. Definitely. As, as well, isn't it? I mean, because I, I, I do rate quite a few beers uh, at sort of like a five on, on Untapped. But when I look back at those, I kind of think, well, actually, some of that was about the moment at which I was drinking it and where I was and, 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 and you know, who I was with and what that whole experience meant to me. Yeah. R- rather than, had I been on my own sat somewhere, it might have been, well, that's, that's a four. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Michelle said that um, the Cloudwater birthday dipper was her last beer that blew her away. Part of that was we had we shared that on Valentine's Day and it had been canned the day before, which was our birthday. Yeah. So, so that, was, that's a was whole more, moment thing. There was a more yeah. than one factor which went into that one. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit like uh, maybe places where you have a, a first date, or places where you know people have got married. There, I think there's a lot of things that go into the the blowing away. Certainly for me, anyway, it's very rarely just a bit. Even even again, some of the fantastic beers I've had. I don't think any of the beers I've written down are beers that I've had on my own at home and gone wow because well, I'm saying it to no one. Yeah. Especially when I'm on my own. 
So the beers I drink at home, I think I've had some really good ones, but they would probably never make the list of they're blowing me away. So now that, that that's an interesting point because one one of the ones that I've got on my list, I was on my own when I had it, um, and I'm actually quite glad that I was on my own when I when I had it because well, you didn't have to share it. N- well, no, because it's it's the beer that I sat there and and, and chuckled to myself oh, while, you I, was, weren't on your while own. I was drinking it. I was you in a bar. Like, you were in a, you were at a festival. This is the no, one no, in, I, was, oh. I was I was in a bar. This this oh, was, was this the, the common grounds. No, this was the uh, the Cassius by by Omnipolo, which was the Citra Pal Hour, where I, I had it at Shuffle Dog in Leeds, and I sat at the bar and I literally chuckled to myself while I drank it because it tasted so damn. I thought good. it was the one you had at the Leeds Beer Festival. No, no, it was, it was it was in that same week. Ah, oh. <laughs> it was it probably all got you know merged <laughs> into one for those that were watching. But, but yeah, I, I I literally I sat in Shuffle Dog and I drank this beer and while I was drinking it, I was literally giggling because it was it was that good. Um, and I think for for me it was maybe maybe I worded the question wrong. Um, and and this 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 lends itself a little bit to what uh, Pete McCary said. Um, feeding back saying looking at the results so far it looks like you lot are easily pleased uh, and I think m- maybe what I was getting at here was I-, I don't think I quite hit the scale that I was looking for what I was looking for was uh, what what when you have that beer that literally you take that sip of and then you literally have to put it down and almost push away from the table in awe of what you've just tasted in terms of Oh my God, how good is that beer? And I, I, I don't know. That obviously didn't come through in in, in the poll, but I still think there'd be an element of perception, though. I still think there'd be an element of perception. I, I don't think you can get away from that. I, I, I yeah. really don't because, like you said, you you've rated beers as fives. I mean, yeah. for the record, I never have, regardless of where I am, what moment I'm wrapped up in. Just out of curiosity, the one bit you reminded yourself of the Cassius is that a five? Uh, I don't think it was. No, I think it was a four and a half. There you go. But you rated beers a five. But the one which came to mind was the beer you had in a bar, which made you chuckle to yourself because you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I managed to. I, I actually, I, I looked at it and I thought. I, I kind of looked back and all, all three of mine. Uh, well, one of them has been in the in the last month, and and, and two have been in the last year. Um, so obviously there was the Cassius, which, which was in the last year. And, and the other one would be the beer that I ended up choosing as my beer of the the year last year in the, the Golden Pints was the Magic Rock Common Grounds on cask. Which made a very late entry, if I remember correctly. It made time. an incredibly late, late entry, and it, it took three or four pints of it to, to make that entry, but it was that good. That you're, no, I, you're nothing if not thorough, Steve. I, 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 I finally do my research, yeah. But I was absolutely blown away by that. And, and I literally I remember trying it and thinking this is a completely different beer to, to what I've had in the can yeah but completely like I said, different I, I still I like uh, using Magic Rock as an example every beer I had in their tap room when we went up there the year before last pre Crimbo Crawl Leeds I thought it was brilliant yeah but I also was smiling the whole time I was in the Magic Rock tap room just because you're in yeah I was in the Magic Rock tap room and, and I think I think that happens a lot you know I'm I'm, I'm going up to Buxton in a few weeks time and you're smiling just saying like <laughs> I am so excited to be the, the potential of spending an evening in the Buxton Tap Room where I'm probably going to be presented with 16 beers and more than likely just going to drink one all evening. What would that one be, Steve? That, that's going to be acted, <laughs> obviously, um, which, which amazingly only comes in pints. Um, but 
so, so I suppose you can attach feelings to, to this as well, feelings yeah. of a place, feelings of a moment to, to it as well. I mean, the, the other one that's on my list is the uh, the recent one is, is, is the White Hag in Kinniger, that's, one that we... That was on we, my we, list we, as well. We spoke about and again, the, part of that may have well been because of we were able to talk to the people behind the bar about it as well. We spoke to them about the branding, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. The, the combination of the white hag and the Kindergarten branding, you know. So, again, it's very hard for me to just judge that without saying it's part of the whole experience of where I drank it as well. So, you know, there's no beer on my list, which I because I thought about it, and then I thought about the perception, my mood, place, timing, and there's no beer on here, which I'm I've got written down. Which isn't part of an uh, an occasion. So, Bengal Lancer, when we got back from the uh, the Crimbo Crawl, uh, we got to the parcel yard after a couple of hours on the train where I'd had that disgusting virgin beer. We did warn you. You did warn me, and it was disgusting. You were <laughs> right, you didn't lie. And um, also, my first experience of the Track Sonoma at the Manchester Beer Festival. Oh, Track Sonoma. So, again, there's no beer I'll put on the list which wasn't part of an event of some kind or with other people. Yeah, and even the ones that I mentioned about having ghost ship and landlord were in a pub, one of my locals, where I feel fairly comfortable in. Yeah, and they actually happened to have football on this occasion as well. So you know, it, it was it was a they're all part of an experience as well as the beer. So you know, coming back to Pete's thing, saying about looking at the results so far, it looks like you lot are easy pleased. There is potentially an element of that, but I'm glad. Otherwise, if I was just if I had to wait a long time for that next beer to go. Wow, um, then it'd be quite a, a, a long time in between, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael Lally said the same thing. He's, he said he gets wowed by a beer once once a week or something. I think he said. So I think there's you know there's a lot which comes into play, but I think there's you know I think there's plenty of other other comments on here which we should uh, we should give a shout out to as well as well as uh, you know Pete's and Michelle's. You know we had a few beers which actually made the list, which was. Quite ironic. Double, doubled up two or three shouts for the same beer. Yeah, it, considering it's quite a small number of people that actually voted. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that had a lot of comments for was uh, Omnipolo's Anagram, which is a, a blueberry cheesecake style. Don't think I've had that. I've, I've had it, and it's it's good. It, again, does what it says does on what the it tin. Says the tin. Didn't blow me away in, in terms of it being like, wow, I need to drink loads of this. But it was just very, very, very good. And and um, one of the other ones that, that that came up was the Cloud Water Birthday Dipper, uh, and I I was I I drank that and I was like, yes, it's a juice bomb that still retains its hoppiness. And, it had it had notes of the Freeze Company. Y- yeah, for me it had notes of Freeze Company. And, and I mean that in itself, Freeze Freeze Company was that that was an a amazing. That beer. was an amazing beer, but yeah. it was also a beer I would just quite happily drink again and again. Yeah. I, I would love to see Three's, three's Company. Quite yeah. happy to see that come out again. Yeah. Um, and then there was a few people talking about beers that have come over from the States. And, you, you know, that's what you start getting a little bit into wow territory yeah. there, where it's like, well, you're only going to get those beers if you know someone that's going over there to, 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 to get them. So it, it was interesting to see that, that, that people were um, commenting on, and, and some of those are quite recent releases as well, what, what people are talking about. There. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you, someone agreed with you, the Common Grounds on Cask. Yes. You yeah. know, uh, Gerbic or Gerbic 79, Common Grounds on Cask at the Magic Rock Tap, and that got a good shout out. Yeah. Um, actually, someone agreed with us with the uh, Kindergarten Brewing and White Hag, 
Tom yeah. Burrows. Who we met. Yeah, who we met there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, collab at Alltech, absolutely stunning. Can't disagree with that comment. The, the thing is, again, that, that beer did what it said on the tin. It was, a, it, it was an Irish coffee stout. And yes, 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 it was. That, that's, that's absolutely what it did. Um, yeah, I mean, and also last week's guest, uh, Ruth Mitchell at Beer Ferry, uh, Adnam's Both Barrels, which is probably the last beer that I drank on my own that I literally ended up talking to myself about how great it was. And then did what? I went online and ordered another, <laughs> ordered another half a dozen bottles because I was worried that I'd drink my stock of it too quickly. Um, but we're going to feature that in, in, in a couple of weeks. Yep, so, yeah, you have so to wait for Art yeah, to, yeah, to hear yeah. a bit more about that one. Um, so we've got a few other comments that I just want to cover, but um, th- there's one more beer. That yeah, what one's this one, Steve? This is uh, the, the Imperial IPA, or the IIPA. Which uh, uh, comes in at... 8.8%. Excellent. And is also in a big can. It's a big can. As, as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting this in my glass and enjoying and we're sharing it we're sharing this one okay alright and then we'll see but, which means we we'll probably will open the other one doesn't it so there was me planning on drinking the whole can to myself I'm, I'm how, helping you out how, how rude um, again in line with the, the the first two beers it's crystal clear crystal clear it's got a massive frothy head on it um, that looks. Oh, it's. Can we say cheers? So cheers. Get into yeah, it. yeah. The aroma, <laughs> the, the aroma on it is it's spilling out of the can before it's into the glass. We're just going to have a moment. Yeah, we're having a moment to. Uh, yeah. Strange enough, hasn't got the same level of dry and bitterness as the uh, the IPA. Feels almost more rounded, even though it's bigger. It's a bit sweeter. Definitely a bit on, sweeter. On, on the finish. Um, but but not, not, not that chewiness. Hasn't got that chewiness going on. No. Um, a lot of, uh, again, big tropical notes in there, some juiciness. But again, the juiciness very quickly gives way to the bitter finish. Yeah, but it's um, not that long. No. It's, it cuts off quite quickly. Um, just And it, it just tastes so... Just so crisp and clean. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm just completely. I, I I was to coin the phrase blown away by these beers when we tried them at the bottle show last week. Because I had purposely waited till we because I knew we were going to yeah. record a show featuring them. I decided I was going to wait. Sean said he was going to come along to the bottle share and share it with just everyone. And we have to mention the bottle share last last week was a mammoth. Biggest bottle share ever. 18 pours. Yes. Different beers. Yeah. Um, obviously helped along by Pirate Life supplying some. Um, you know, for their beers. Again, thank you very much, guys. And staying for the whole session as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. they didn't just disappear after the four beers. And, and we're chatting and joining yeah. in. And really joining in. Others, yeah. But the, the Essex Bowl share is still one of my monthly highlights. Oh, yeah. It's still going strong yeah. uh, as well. Two, and two and a bit years in now. New people. Yeah, new people turning up. It's brilliant. Yeah, we're still growing, but yeah, this beer is. Like last week, I really enjoyed it, and I think something we said at the, you know, we were talking about. It, I, I'm not sure I got the chance to fully appreciate it last week because we were sharing just maybe three, yeah. two, a, a couple of cans between a large amount of people. 
and I don't feel you quite get all that aroma coming out of the glass and all that flavour and I can go back for more yeah I mean that is that's really good in, in terms of uh, uh, double IPA yeah I mean it's said II so again double impy whatever you want to call yeah. it it's getting towards 9% this so it's basically it's just imperial you know it's around about what you know what Born to Die was before it moved up the scale yeah yeah this is so much going on and it's still retained that drinkability yeah yeah I, I mean it's it is really good and I, and I love it that they've put the uh, the, the boozy one in a big can <laughs> the boozy as, one in a big can as well which is uh, maybe not the right <laughs> way to do it but um, still, maybe, still it's to, maybe it's to encourage us to share maybe no, don't know I us very well. don't think I want to share that, that. Um, so let's let's just jump into to the last few of these uh, yeah. comments on this week's poll. So, um, Katsuel at Katrinas um, mentioned a few beers and then went on to say that, that the previous three were all stonking but didn't make me stop in amazement. There are more great beers out there. It's becoming harder for that to happen. Standard is high and expectations are getting higher. So, 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 so what do you think about that? I think it probably comes a little bit it probably links in quite well to what Pete said earlier. Um, you know, I think that if you are going for that, I need to be wowed factor where every time you need to have a stop almost, um, then that may well become harder because breweries and the beers they're producing and the amount of choice we have out there is amazing at the moment. You know, this particular bubble for want of a better phrase that we in we all inhabit you know us as doing the show and people who listen and people you know friends on twitter there is so much choice out there and yeah you can get almost a bit blase you know the beer which wowed you five years ago and you pick it up now you may go huh. but if which you t- i've recently had with cannonball yeah I would still I would still maintain the beer has slightly changed rather than necessarily us, but I think you know I think uh, I I a beer I really want to try is Pliny the Elder. Yeah. Because I've never tried it. I know the history of it. Did you miss that bottle share? Yeah. Ah, okay. no, yeah, that was wasn't that one of the crazy ones? Uh yeah, but it just means I can get my own back a little bit for your always thrusting <laughs> beer down my throat. <laughs> Fair enough, fair play. I'll take that one. Um, so yeah, uh, you know that's a beer I like, but I would hope that when I have it, I'm judging it by the beer as it is, not because things have moved on necessarily. And I would still like it. I don't even know if I'll ever get hold of it. I haven't yet. Um, so that, that's. I think there is also that, but I also think we need to be a bit more open-minded. And like I said, if you, it's, it's like anything, a series, a TV series. Not every episode would blow you away. There'll be episodes where you go, huh? Don't really yeah, enjoy yeah, that one. Yeah. Down, you know, down episodes. Me yeah. and Michelle are going through a bit of a period with Arrow at the moment where we're like, where's this going? What are you doing? It's not really working. I, I went through that, but stick with it because it well, comes you, out yeah, the other I'm, side. I'm pleased, yeah. I'm yeah, pleased yeah. the will, but I think you get that with anything. It, 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 not related just to beer. They could just do a drop in the whole flashback, flashback thing. Flashback thing, yeah. For, for me, just, yeah. Definitely get rid of the flashbacks. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I'm sure Kat's right. And I said, if I just go purely by beer and it's stopping me in my tracks, 
then yeah, I could probably narrow it down quite simply. But I like to think that it's just it's, it's about a whole combination of things that all get you know put into the cauldron, and you yeah, come yeah. up with this like witch's brew, and you think, wow. And it might not be a wow beer. It might be a three point five on your untapped scores, and you may not then go back to it again for a year. But I think it's still a good point because our expectations are getting higher. So this is probably why breweries are doing so many weird and wonderful things now. Because, because we, the, the bar's constantly being raised. The bar raised, keeps them get, constantly so, getting raised, yeah. which I suppose is a good thing. Is that because we're demanding that bar to be raised as consumers? Or is, is it that the breweries are pushing themselves to, to, to raise the bar? Well, I suppose if you read some of these comments, then yes, we are. Because, you know, if we're saying that we haven't had that many... If some people are saying we haven't had that many wow beers... Isn't that setting a challenge for brewers to produce a whale beer? But will a whale beer be a core beer? Well, you you, you could go back to the the, the earlier um, news item with, with oh, five, five points. points. In in terms of, th- there's a brewery that have absolutely now their core range. Every one of their core range is a solid beer. Yeah. In in terms of its style and and, and where it sits, are they whale beers? Probably not, but should we be judging them as such? Because actually what they've done is they've spent four years perfecting a core range that is absolutely bang on. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably where we as consumers probably fall down sometimes as well. We're too demanding? Uh, A combination of too demanding, and our expectations have been raised for us as well. Breweries do raise our expectations as well with their releases. And what they can do and what magic they can bring to the party. Yep. Well, that's, that's interesting because one of one of the comments from Chris Griffiths um, at Griffith23 um, went on to say about one of his outstanding beers, which was a, a, a Dugas beer, um, uh, but then went on to say doesn't get the fuss very often, doesn't understand what the fuss is around beers. And, and I guess that could tie into the whole hype thing as well. Yeah. And, no, no mo fomo. Yeah, no mo fomo. It's that's what it's all about. Um, so just just one one final quote, just just to finish off with. Then so this is um uh, from Sam at Slow Spoke Sam um, said that his his was a wave of elusive brew Starfleet. Uh, it, I was either one. He couldn't remember which he one. Couldn't it was. remember which one. <laughs> so so I pointed out to him that it might actually be the version that we brewed with with, with Andy. Um, I say we me brewed with Andy as the beer o'clock show uh, and he came out and said yes it was so I'm taking that one as me being a pro brewer and, and being able to produce a beer that stops somebody in their tracks nothing to do with Andy then no it was all me it was all you it was all about me oh, sorry Andy I, I thought you had a hand in it have my, you, my, my apologies have you learned nothing in, in the last <laughs> hashtag six all months. about Steve yes um, I, I think I think we've done that. I, I think, think we've done that. Uh... Well, it, was a good, it was a good question, though. But if, like I said, I think you know, people definitely took the question as what was. I, I think what was, the, people... what was the what was the best beer? Yeah, yeah. had recently. Yeah, yeah, which is maybe not what we wanted, but um, that will teach me to think about my wording of questions. But thank you to everybody that got involved in that. Uh, if you do still want to get involved in the discussion, just use the hashtag opinions uh, and you can uh, share your views with us on Twitter. And by using that hashtag, uh, you might also pop up in... Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. Um, so this week we've just got uh, a couple. So, so, so firstly, we've got... Um, 
Ben Langford, who was uh, responding to something you said in last week's show. Yeah, well, Ben was the person who was responsible for the topic for last week's show, he, he wasn't was he? indeed, yes, yeah. And yeah. Um, I think one of the things I said in the show last week about maybe why one of the reasons that I don't drink in the pub as much these days is because my 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 beer choices don't necessarily parry up with the pubs which show football. And so he came back and said, yeah, why are there no craft beer sports bars? It's a very good question. I, I mean, I did respond at the time saying, I'd be quite happy with just one. It doesn't have to be, <laughs> you know, just one beer would be fine for me. But just, yeah, I mean, generally sports bars in the UK, I can't, uh, can't speak, I think someone commented about the US, some of the US sports bars have a great range of drinks. Um, unfortunately for me, they'll just show US sports, which would be rubbish. But craft beer sports bars in the UK, maybe there's a market there. Maybe. Ben, if you win the lottery and you want to open one up, let us know. We'll come along and we'll, just, we'll, just start we'll it, do yeah. a show there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other one that we had this, this week was from a Cowboy Drinks Craft at Cowboy Drinks Craft. Uh, which was a, a question of the day that he retweeted from somebody else, and I'm really sorry I've not got the person's tag who who, who originally quote um, asked the question. Uh, if a beer is marketed as real ale dispensed in cask, can it then be marketed as craft dispensed in keg? I kept on reading that, and I couldn't quite um, understand it. Is it is it the same beer dispensed via both methods? Can and can it tick both boxes? Oh. Can it can it be real beer and craft ale? Not sure. I actually don't know. I'd need a brewer to tell me what. Because uh, actually, the beer that you did with Andy, or was it another beer that he split into cask and keg, didn't he? It, it was, and it made him break a vow that he would never put a English pale ale into to keg, but he did keg it for us. Yeah, for, for the event. But I, I would, I suppose, the thing that I would knock back with that is uh, Track Sonoma. I've had it on both keg and cask, and it's equally as good on both. Is that the one? Did we do that at Manchester, or did it run uh, out? I think the keg ran out, didn't it? Didn't it? So we had double Sonoma instead. Oh, shame! The, the obvious <laughs> choice. Um, so that's uh, that. That's this week's. Oh no, it's not yeah. because you've got one, no, haven't you? I've you've got one. You've yeah. got one. Yes, it's not um, all about me. It's not <laughs> all about Steve this week. No, the um, following on from what we were discussing last week and a couple of the other recent blog posts about um, why we drink where we drink, why do we not drink down the pub, why is off sales increasing. Uh, Mark Johnson, again, another person who's had serial mentions on this series of the show, um, beer compagation, it's cheaper down the pub was the name of the blog. And he was just giving um, his take on one of the options that we had on the poll last week, which was one of the reasons why I drink at home because it's cheaper. Made some really good points. And I actually sat back and thought about it, and I thought, I'm agreeing with nearly everything he's written here, if not everything, that even if you think you're having a free night at home and you're drinking beer, you've paid for that beer at some point. And he gave a few price comparisons. Now, obviously, there may be a you know pub versus pub thing to look into, and north versus south, but it's definitely well worth a read, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Really enjoyed that post. Okay, and thanks, Mark, for... Um... I, I do love it when people take the time to write a blog based on a discussion that we've had. Yeah. It, it feels quite weird that yeah, they've done that, but it's, but it's, it's great yeah, that, I love it. that that's how they want to get involved in, in, in the discussions that we're having. So I uh, appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. Um, which brings us on to uh, this week's Prize is Prize. Who is taking home that sought-after 
great big box of nothing. Well, obviously, uh, you know, last week Cowboy Drinks Craft scored his second second oh. goal. Oh yeah, the, uh, the 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 big hat trick. So sorry. he's on he's, a hat trick. So I'm immediately going to give him a shout out, which may give you a clue that he hasn't got the hat trick. Sorry, it's a fantastic picture. Um, a can of Daya in a Mother Kelly's glass with the sunshine coming through. That's, that's beautiful. Um, it is a lovely picture. However, someone decided cheekily to take me at my word about it's about the view. Oh, you didn't. You haven't. Yes. No. <laughs> Sparky Wright. No. <laughs> for his picture of an astronaut holding a brew by numbers. shot. 4501 no. Photoshop no. has won it. No. It has won it. It's about me for this one. Sparky Wright is the winner of the prizes prize. He gets the big box of nothing. I'm actually speechless. I can't believe you chose that photo. To be fair, there's nothing in the rules to say you can't Photoshop. I know, but it's... He's the only person who did it. But... There's no buts. D- it's my choice. <laughs> What's coming up next week? Ah, now next week. This is down to me as well, isn't it? I'm quite enjoying this bit of the show, Steve. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm opening the um, yeah. can. <laughs> so disappointed. I can't believe. I looked at that and I was like... The uh, Next week, we've um, another studio-based show. And we're going to try a couple of Belgian beers, which I brought back from my trip to Bruges. Can you pour some in mine, Steve? What for goodness It's sake. a big can. The... Uh, Prius Quad and the Prius Quadracino. Oh, we're going to enjoy pronouncing those. Yep. Um, so I've done them both wrong this time and I'll do them both wrong again next week. So one is a uh, 10% Belgian beer, one's a 10% Belgian beer which has been uh, brewed with coffee beans added as well. So if you can get hold of those, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but if you can, then feel free to join us. And uh, those are the two beers we'll be trying next week. Cool. I've um, given you a nice reverse Iceman pour there. You have gone very uh, reverse w- Iceman pour there. Which I think somebody suggested should be called a Cloud Man pour. Um, <laughs> when you get a nice big head on, on it like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's the show for this week. That is the show for this week. Um, so it's been a pleasure. I love these beers. Make sure to hang around at the end of the show for um, the interview with Sean, who, who talks about, as I say, talks about the the background to Pirate Life Brewing and um, how they're committed to getting beers to the UK as fresh as possible and then as soon as they can... I am here tonight with Sean from Pirate Life Europe and uh, welcome Sean to uh, to Minions. No no spoilers. He's just telling me Uh, that Pirate Life Europe is an extension uh, of the the Pirate Life Australia brand. Correct, so um, Pirate Life Australia has been going 18 months and really moving very, very quickly in the uh, home turf. And uh, we felt that it was the right time to come to the UK market. Uh, and so we set up our own in-house um, distribution arm um, because we felt that it would give us an opportunity to more directly engage with um, not only the UK, but um, prospective European territories. Mm-hmm. So are you it? Are you the entirety of the, the, the European arm? I, I am at this point in time, <laughs> but I shall be adding to myself rapidly um, as the beers... Uh, grow and get more known but like any uh, beer and brewery we have to have visibility um, and the fact of the matter is there hasn't been a new Australian brand for um, some time um, Stone and Wood of course are here and a couple of other Australian breweries but we hope to pioneer the new wave of Australian craft breweries and we've seen recently that there's been a 
kind of surgence of people drinking your beers on, on, on Twitter. The, the, the cans seem to be quite readily available here in the UK. Um, so you're obviously making some inroads in, into the UK market. Um, what was the decision behind challenging the UK market? Because it's, it's quite a crowded market to come into, isn't it? Yeah, I think that um, there's the natural competitiveness with our nearest cousin, um, the Kiwis, who have been doing a fantastic job with their collective for three and a half years. And it was an overdue um, opportunity to pioneer the scene and make people aware that Australia has changed, as has the rest of the globe, with its um, craft beer quality. And that needs to be um, enabled and you know, brought to bear. At the moment, you're kind to say that we're well known and being picked up on social media but the reality is to get people's perceptions and traction um, requires dedicated activity and that's what we're about. Mm -hmm. um, we're very event driven so we'll engage with all of the festivals and um, uh, out in trade, on and off trade, uh, hoping to do two or three events a week. Yeah. And we've been featuring some of your beers on the show this week that are, are tasting great by the way, um, but you make sure you've got a real commitment to trying to get these beers here fresh, haven't you? Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, it's absolutely key um, that we uh, control the refrigeration chain all the way from source. Um, we know that refrigeration, once landed in this country, is not freely available, so we intend to work with partners that can change that. It's incredibly important. I think that a lot of um, the US imports in particular other beers that are imported are suffering for the fact that the actual accounts um, and the operators do not take refrigeration seriously and you get a degradation of the beer um, more quickly as a result. So when, when your beer arrives on the UK shop, how long has it been in, in, in transit from, because you're based in Adelaide in, yep. in Australia, um, from the moment it leaves the warehouse where it's been kept nice and cold? Um, and it's refrigerated on the way here as well. What, what's the time and, and that sort of journey that it's having? Yep, so that's um, six weeks on the water. Um, we tweaked the refrigerated reefer down from the standard five to seven degrees down to two and three on this particular transit, which we felt was important, um, particularly for the lower ABV beer. Um, and once landed, it will then have six months um, shelf life. Um, and, and which is pretty good going for that uh, length of travel. Because you're most predominantly exclusively cans as well, aren't you? Correct. That was a uh, decision taken from day one, um, an easy decision um, for the start-up of the brewery in, in Adelaide and uh, will never change. Having said that, we are very, very keen to um, get the message across that we are serious brewers and we will be doing our sours and our... Um, rotational beers and our saisons and our seasonals and bringing those in can and keg. Um, the Australian circuit's hardwired to a 50 litre stainless steel keg um, but again it's got a standard fitting so engaging with the right operators on keg that understand how the beer should taste and be dispensed is really really key. Um, Australia is 82% packaged I would expect the UK market to even out to perhaps 60-40, yeah. um, 40% kegs. So you say uh, the Australian market is 80% packaged. Uh, yeah. The brewery, from what I understand, brews 24 hours a yeah. day from Sunday to 
Thursday, is it Sunday to uh, Thursday, yeah. Friday? Um, that's a lot of demand you must be meeting to, to be having that commitment to brew in that much beer. Yeah, and that's um, something that's been a fantastic uh, acceleration for us um, in Australia. Um, and we basically had to keep the pace with our own um, expansion in terms of the brewery, as you can imagine, um, not only capacity but also um, the site um, the site in which we're actually based um, thankfully has been able to accommodate um, a physical expansion so we can remain true to Adelaide as our base um, and yeah long may it continue we've gone interstate very quickly mm-hmm. and that's just been a cult following that none of us could have um, predicted and because you're not very old as a brewery are you? it was 2015 that the, yeah. the brewery was founded yeah so, so we're 18 18 yeah. months new um, yeah. Give us, give us the background. Give us the background story to Pirate Life. So the background story is um, a gentleman called uh, Michael Cameron, who is the CEO, and he and his son Jack Cameron and a guy called Jared Proudfoot, uh, and they are respectively the two brewers. And Jack is uh, Michael's son, and Jack and Jared met at uh, Brewdog in the pioneering days of Brewdog, when it was a fairly isolated place um, and quite cold, um, and they. Uh, were bunk mates there um, if I can describe it that way and they just did the hard yards the 16 hour shifts and they got used to brewing um, and became very good mates Mm -hmm. they then went on to brew with Little Creatures and Cheeky Monkey respectively Um, so they've had automated and manual backgrounds and various other bits and pieces they've done with their brewing life before um, Michael was able to um, ask friends and family to raise the money to capitalise what we now know to be the quickly expanding pirate life. Okay, so that's where you are now. Yeah. It's a new brewery, brewing 24 hours a day, hitting 80% of the Australian market with cans, and now you're coming to the UK to, to bring your product here. Where, where can people find your stuff in the UK right now? Right, so um, early days for us. We only went live to market in the second week of December. Um, however, as those that appreciate the changing scene, in the UK, you'll find us in bottle shops, you'll, which now offer what I call the take, beautiful takeaway opportunities of growlers and um, home spend, where people want to mix up the beers that they pick and choose. So we are very much targeting those across the UK. We have a uh, overnight dispatch from London City Bond, which allows us to um, be very, very quick to act on um, new accounts that are picking us up and uh, taking on our beers. Um, but of course, we also want to navigate our way around the major cities with the on-trade um, so we have uh, stock in Scotland um, we're just starting our entry into Wales and Ireland and of course we'll look at European markets I've accelerated through that I hasten to add that it's incredibly important that we stand up and be counted in the great cities of England and the UK on keg the Leeds, the Manchesters, the left field the, the cities that don't get spoken about as much, I'd love to engage with. I think that's so important because you're yeah. talking about, just, just there, you talk about Leeds and Manchester, two great beer cities, um, and, and ones which we constantly talk about on the show of, um, which is the best beer city in the UK, is it, is it Leeds or Manchester? Because we always rule London out, because it's just too big to, to be able to, to nail it down, but it's great that you're looking further afield than, than just the, the capital, because, like I say, there are great beer cities all over the place. Um, you mentioned earlier on that you're very event-driven as well, so are, are there any plans for any events coming up soon that, that you'd like to tell the folks about? 
Well, we have the uh, normal event calendar for the on-trade that we would expect to be at um, Craft Beer Rising, obviously, and Leeds International. But I, again, it goes back to the point that we just made, that you'll start to see us pop up in festivals um, in and around the uh, coastal areas of the UK. Um, and I, I personally know the southwest of England very well uh, and the southwest. But more importantly, that we actually are seen to be supporting the people that are the early adopters of our brand because you know the guys like to be on tour they're going to be here um, seven or eight times a year uh, for personal presentations and in the meantime the team here in the UK reinforces that by taking care of the corner bottle shop through to um, the best local craft beer bar but I liked your point that let's not be fixated on the major cities love what's going on but let's start seeing these beers coming through in provincial towns where people deserve beer choice as much as anyone else absolutely and that's um, again something that our listeners will know I'm very very passionate about is, is having a good choice of beer um, not living in a town that has a great selection um, so if people want to want to find out about these events find out about what they're doing uh, where can they follow you guys you must be all over the social medias yep so we're on the social media channels through our current website which uh, the content's being updated on at the moment um, that's www.piratelife.com.au we also have uh, our social media feeds there. Uh, Instagram is very um, much a driving force on the Australian side. We are just picking up the game with our Twitter feeds and um, other social media channels here in the UK. Um, and for a specific follow, um, at Beer Agent UK Sean is my good self. And uh, I hope to uh, be spreading the news as quickly as possible. Um, in terms of direct delivery or orders, then please come through to, to myself, um, just Google Pirate Life, and we, like I said, we'll organise the next day delivery, no problem. We'll, we'll make it nice and easy for the listeners. We'll put a link in the show notes so, that, so they know where they can find you as, as well, um, which, is, which is cool. Um, listen, Sean, um, really appreciate your time and really appreciate the beers because you gave us the beers for tonight's show uh, and we've really enjoyed drinking those. Thank you very much. Um, and good luck with it all. I hope it goes really well. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Steve.